0: Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. So welcome. (laughs) Greetings, friends who might be joining us. If this is your first time to the Misfit Messengers podcast, welcome. We are uh, excited to, to meet again. You know, Amanda and I, we would love to just chat every day of the week anyway. And so the fact that we actually do get to meet and then record these uh, conversations, it's just super fun for us. So hopefully you guys have fun listening as well. Well, we are in the middle of a conversation on Nehemiah. We've been here for a minute. Uh, so if you if this is your first episode, you might want to check back on some other episodes on this, the study of Nehemiah. Specifically, we're looking at Nehemiah as a leadership sort of guide, if you will. And we're using the book David McKenna's Becoming Nehemiah and talking about just how the example of Nehemiah can kind of help us as we think about leadership development and our own leadership, whether that's, uh, for us specifically, it looks like in, in more of a ministry sort of aspect, but leadership in general, um, and what that might look like. So all that said, we've been talking and some of me is like, oh man, we should have been recording already, but so we're going to have to try and repeat some of the things that we've said, because or maybe God will just, Holy Spirit. I don't know if my it. brain works that way. Mine doesn't, so it's gonna, well, we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. Uh, but we're to the juncture of, Nehemiah eventually gets, so will give you some backstory real quick, very quickly. Nehemiah is a cupbearer to the king, King Artaxerxes in Persia. He finds out that Jerusalem is destroyed, still destroyed. Nobody rebuilt the wall of Jerusalem. He's Jewish. He's like, look, my hometown, it's where our people are from. It's destroyed. We need to stop that. We need to rebuild the wall. So he goes to the king. The king's like, sure, here's the supplies and resources to do that. Go do that. He goes. He does it incredibly. 52 days, he's able to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, Uh, and we talked about the the struggle of just physically doing that, but also the kind of the animosity he got from some of the local leaders Uh, were very upset about his, his going and doing that and how he uh, kind of interacted with and uh, combated against the naysayers and those who were trying to stop him from what he was doing. Um, And then last week we talked a little bit of, we got into a historical conversation actually about uh, just Persia and Babylon and, how God kind of works all of the story of scripture. And if you, you follow that through all the way to our lives, but he's always working the stories mm-hmm. uh, from both ends. Sometimes we we read through scripture and we think that they're isolated stories. But if you look at scripture kind of chronologically or look story to the next story to the next story, you kind of have a broader idea of how God is working and weaving his, his will and his method Throughout the entirety of that story. Mm, so. Yep. All right. So that's the synopsis. My- nice job. There we go. Awesome. So now we are sitting here. Artaxerxes has made Nehemiah the governor of Jerusalem. The governor of this
1: area around Jerusalem. Yep. In and of itself. For a king. Who has invested so much into this area. To let the people keep power of it. I mean, that's not what we're talking about today. I just was thinking, like, Artaxerxes totally could have been like, all right, now you're my inside guy. I'm coming to to take it. But he didn't do that. He was like, yeah, this is your thing. Here, I'm even establishing you officially. Everyone, you'll have my seal. Everyone will know you're my guy. Go establish whatever government you want. You know? Yep. Like, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely a different vibe than the babylonians who destroyed jerusalem right yes. the persians yeah. thought process was not uh destruction it was hey you want to go back to where you're from go back and 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 rebuild it and i think the premise here was and i could be wrong i'm not uh, a supremely skilled historian but my premise like my thought process is if they're successful and they're paying tribute to us then I want to encourage their success because then they're going to make sure to pay our tribute, the tribute to us. Um, And so it's one of those things that, you know, any sort of patron sort of relationship, you want your, your clients to do well. You want your uh, Kings or governors of different provinces under you to be successful so that it supports the entirety of the kingdom. So, but it is interesting. Think about, Nehemiah's backstory. So he's a cupbearer. Then mm-hmm. he goes and he's somehow an engineer, where he engineers the rebuilding of the walls of a city, which is just kind of a crazy request. To be fair, he didn't necessarily have to have uh, supreme construction skills. He would have been able, hopefully, in theory, to rely upon those people around him with those skill sets. But now he's charged with the task of being the governor of a city or a, a, a region and i'll tell you that leadership that changes that drastically for your what your goal is or what your appointment is or your task is your commission is that can make it difficult to adjust that sometimes when if you have such a different task now cuz his task went from rebuilding the wall of jerusalem and, and navigating the challenges that, that came up from that to now mm-hmm. the city is safe physically. It's got the wall rebuilt. Now he's got to reestablish a government to operate within that city of Jerusalem now. Mm-hmm. That's
1: a different skill set. Right. And he's doing it in tandem with the temple, with Ezra, and saying, We're establishing a safe place essentially to worship our God. Yep. But understanding worship is not just the temple. It's the society as a whole. So how do we take that and bring it to the people, but not bring it to the people in a way that's harmful because then that's not worship anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a delicate band. It's a delicate balance. Right. Well, think about the, the running any city or, or state government.
0: I think of you know all of the laws that we just kind of take for granted, unless you actually work in government, you know, that if you're a city council person or you've, you know, worked alongside a mayor or been a mayor or any sort of governmental official, there's a lot behind the scenes that your average everyday person doesn't know has to happen for a city to function. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there are things that because Jerusalem had been a destroyed city for so long, a lot of those infrastructure government things didn't really exist. And I'm not talking about all of the things that a modern day government has because this was not modern day government. This was 50 or uh, 2,500 years ago but you still had to have some form of government right who's mm-hmm. going to maintain the streets who's going to maintain the wall who's going to maintain the the soldiers to guard the wall who's going to mm-hmm. maintain the uh sewer system because let's be honest yeah you got to go somewhere with your trash and bodily fluids it's just how that works so who's going to do all that how's that all going to work and so there's got to be taxes involved. There's got to be uh, who's you know who's going to get assigned to different roles and responsibilities. Who's going to oversee? Who's going to administrate? All of those things, even though it's 2,500 years ago, those yep. things still have to happen. In fact, it's one of the most fascinating things to read ancient like bureaucracy. I, re- I realize that I am probably in a minority of people who enjoy <laughs> reading that kind of stuff, but the fact that red tape and bureaucracy was just as much of an issue, and needed good administrators 2,500 years ago as it does now, right?
1: Nothing new under the sun, right?
0: <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. Now, the bureaucracy. One of the differences about Nehemiah and his governorship is that Jerusalem isn't supposed to be just any other city,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? As Amanda said, it's got your your worship at the temple and the the whole concept of the God of the Israelites. So Yahweh is part and parcel to their democr- their their political system. So they've got to create a governmental structure that isn't just secular or isn't pagan in the sense that it, the worship of all these other foreign deities or even local deities, because think about, you know, they, they, the pagans around them, the Canaanites around them, the Arabs, the uh, the you know think about uh, well Canaan we're just going to use the generic term of Canaanite they worshipped Baal and they worshipped Ashtoreth and they worshipped Moloch and all these other gods that for Jews were were idols you couldn't yeah. worship them so part of part of what needed to happen in Jerusalem was politics with religion did mix. You know, we live in a twenty first century Western American culture where we pride ourselves as a as the United States of America where we don't have politics mixing with religion in the sense of the separation of church and state. That was not the case for Nehemiah. And so he's got to rebuild the government under, you know, the auspices of and to be fair, some of that was already created. You read some of the old testament law, some of those things would have just been easily slid in to this is how we operate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he's got to reestablish all of these pieces to the puzzle of how to run government in Jerusalem, right? right? And sell people on it. Cause that's one thing. Think about, well, you know, we're coming up on yeah. an election year. This is an election year, right? For For the president of the United States, you might have the best way to do something. And we have elections. Nehemiah didn't get elected. He got appointed. So there's there's that. But if he's going to get cooperation from the people, he's only going to be able to rest on his laurels of rebuilding the city for so long. Right. Right. Just like I think of Andrew Jackson was president, uh, a president a good long while ago. But he rested probably a lot of his presidency on on the fact that he was a war hero. Okay, which was fine for a while, but eventually, people start forgetting that, like, especially if you're not doing your job well, they start forgetting your war hero ness or your. In Nehemiah's case, well, great, you rebuilt the wall. That's fine, but you suck as a governor. Could have could have happened for me lately. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Nehemiah sucked as a governor. I think he was a very good governor. But Mm -hmm. there's the there's the potential for that being an issue
1: well yeah and it even shows right like so they uh, re-establish it they have a big party it's all going well you know uh chapter 12 right they call all the gatekeepers um he appoints some people um so in the book i'm not talking about page 73 74 right yep. Um, yep, yep. so he He gives uh, his own big tithe, you know, tithe to the temple. He, um, and he scorches the, the, um, what, where is it? The, um, nobles who are robbing the poor, taxing them. Um, and he pretty much talks bad about them at the, you know, like, pretty much like, this is not how this is going to be. Um, refuses his own paycheck, essentially. Yep. Um but then it slowly starts to creep back after a little bit. Yeah, because that's what this stuff does, right. Yeah. And um you were talking before, and I want to jump back into it, you know, at the first Nehemiah's task, he he had a task rebuild the wall. He got it done record time, right? But that he had a a si- uh, singular concrete goal rebuild the wall he was able to navigate Sambalot and all them dudes he was able to navigate um the daughters wanting to help he was able to navigate uh the men who refused to help and then when it's done now he has a much bigger more abstract mm-hmm. thing and human nature is selfish in general right it just is yeah. So even though he established all the rules and all the things, he still, as his governor, had to go back and we continue to weed it. Yeah. You know, he was and that is, I think, what a reformer really does. I I look at reform like gardening, even though I'm a terrible gardener, but this I do, because weeds pop back up. Mm-hmm. And Just because you think you've reformed this area, I think that we, just you said, like people hanging on the coattails in their in their politics. Oh, I did this thing one time. No, you need people who are in it all the time, right? Eating it all the time, cultivating, moving stuff around. You know, because is what I'm doing still helping? Yeah. Or is it? Or am I just doing stuff because that's how we did it? And so in Nehemiah chapter twelve, right? The the nobles started taxing people again and he had to go and he shook their his robes at him is what he did. Because you know, that's what he did. They're very but dramatic. They're yeah. Very dramatic, you know. But pretty much like, I thought we were over this. Why are we not over this? You know, but but I think it, it's a it's not a one and done kind of thing. Leadership isn't uh, oh I, I tackled that problem and now the problem is done, so now I can move on to a different problem. Yeah. I wish it was.
0: I mean sometimes, but often, yes, we have to circle back. Mm -hmm. because you might have fixed the problem for that moment, Mm -hmm. but it'll creep back. It'll creep back in. And that's where any organization or ministry or church or whatever it is, if you're trying to build the foundation of what you believe and what's going to be your driving principles, every so often you've got to take a look at the mission and the why and make sure that what, what you're doing day to day follows what your foundational structure and beliefs are, right? If mm-hmm. one of your beliefs is, and I'm uh, I'm not even going to try and do an example. I was going to, but it's all blown out of my head. But if you don't <laughs> reevaluate what you're doing to make sure that it actually aligns with what you set out to do in the very beginning, you could get way off track of where you're supposed to be. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, and Nehemiah, like with the the nobles, the nobles, I'm sure. Okay, fine. We won't tax them right now. I get it. We just rebuilt the city. Everybody, we're still trying to figure this out, but eventually they're going to be like, look, that was like months ago, years ago. We're good. Why, why are you making this a thing? We should totally tax the people because that's how this works. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not, A driving principle that we have we're we're operating our our city differently than how you think it needs to run based on what you were doing in the past right um any ministry especially ministry but organizations what's your driving principle right Mm -hmm. if it's to help people what does that look like and because one other thing especially in any organization, but especially, so we, we work in the context of the Salvation Army, our mission is to meet human names, needs in Jesus' name without discrimination, alongside preaching the gospel of Jesus, right? And so there's a myriad of ways in which we make that mission happen in real life, but sometimes because of circumstances around us, we maybe fix a crisis here or respond to a crisis there, And then that kind of grows its own thing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's helpful every so often to take stock of, okay, two years ago, three years ago, 20 years ago, we responded to this crisis. And now 20 years later, we're still operating as though we're responding to a 20-year-old crisis. Is this really meeting the mission of what we're trying to do? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it could be, the answer could be yes. And that's okay too. But if the answer is no, then let's be honest and realistic about the no and say, okay, what does meet the mission? What does affect the, what we're trying to do and the why of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, You know, it's easy to get caught up in, in a crisis mode And there are people who live in crisis mode every single day of their lives. And then when they suddenly don't have a crisis, they invent a crisis because they don't know how else to live. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that it's not just people who do that. Organizations can do that. Mm -hmm. We're going to invent an internal crisis to address because we don't know how how to create the structure and foundation and the scaffolding to build a system that doesn't need to to react to crisis it just exists in like during a crisis did that make sense
1: absolutely well i said you know even in this shift if people have been listening and following you know i had a i had a change in appointment change in ministry change in a lot of you know things and that and i i tend to be better um as a what is the crisis, crisis management type of leader? I just, that, I just, th- that falls much better into my skill sets. I, I, uh, joke that I am like a chopped officer. Like you just give me a basket full of crazy stuff and give me a time limit and just tell me to make something of it. I'm like, great. Yep. I know how to operate in this, but, um, I'm not as skilled. I'm growing in it, so, but you know, I've only been here about six months, but I'm not as skilled in, um, something that's already established and trying to bring it into the next level yeah there's not so much a it's more like vision casting Mm -hmm. or you know and I'm a little like ah we have a thing we already have a thing the thing is the thing would we need a newer shinier thing we need you know I'm not I don't my brain doesn't compute so much with that um so I I find myself sometimes, like, inventing other crises that need my attention, which really don't, right? I I know what my goal is, and I'm growing in it, but it is a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and it's, it,
0: also, crises often allow for us, especially if we, we can jump in head first, feet for whatever, all in, and, and fix the crisis, or, or at least, figure out a little bit about the crisis and, and slow the crisis down or, or divide the crisis up. Right. And it's immediate gratification. Like I got that done. Right. Jeremiah or Nehemiah builds the wall 52 days. I got that done. Right. But okay. Now, now's the harder work. Mm -hmm. Now you, it's not just the physical task of rebuilding the wall. Now's the, Emotional, spiritual, moral, (laughs) ethical tasks of how do we now live as a as a as now a secure city under the guidance of
1: the priests in the temple, so that this doesn't happen again. Right, and not only that, he starts to send people away from the wall. Yeah, right. So that's one of the things he does as governor is he said, all right, so the ones who are strong, like you need to go out back in the fields and expand, right? To show people that we're not scared. Yeah, Like you want us to leave the safety and security and all that work that we just did so that we can now go back. And he's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, cause now we gotta, we gotta
0: farm. We gotta create crops yeah. because we need to eat and we can, we can build systems to have surplus. We can build systems so that we can grow our, territory and our our security doesn't just have to be within the physical walls of a city but our security can be in the realm in which we have dominion so that make right. sense i love your I example of the chopped officer like the the tv show chopped because it is yeah. that is a crazy show i don't necessarily i i get anxious when i watch that show i'm like i can't do it <laughs> they've got all these weird ingredients and they've got so little time. And then they're like, "One minute? And I'm just like, why don't, you know, and the, yeah. not that I can't handle crisis, but I want to have a plan before the crisis happens. Right. <laughs> so I want to say, okay, put me on the show, but give me the list of ingredients beforehand and I will create this, the system. I can still do it in the time frame, but I need to know ahead of time. So I tend to be one of those people who, I know this is coming up. This thing is coming up. We're going to have this thing or there I know at some point we're going to have an in a, a crisis. We're going to have an emergency. So what's the plan for when the emergency happens? And it's not because I can't can't function in emergencies. I can. Well, your I way is definitely the better way. <laughs> I just I just want to have I want to thought through it a little bit and maybe have a couple things in mind ready to go. I can still adapt. I can still pivot. I can still change directions as need be, but I want to have like my one, one or first two steps Mm -hmm. mapped out. If this happens, then these two things happen and then we'll adjust from there. Right. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, this happens, oh crap, now what? Uh and then
1: I just well, see, like literally someone will ask me, like, hey, what are we doing for this event? And I'll just lay out all this stuff. And then my husband's like, When did you think that through? And I was like, As I'm right now, like as we we're talking about it. And now this is the plan. So I guess we better make it happen. Like <laughs> it's not a good friends do not learn from that. This that's not a good way to operate. It just what happens. Say, that is a skill set. <laughs> it is a skill set. And sometimes
0: <laughs> as much as I want to plan for things, I understand that all of my planning is not always going to help. Right. Cause there are definitely times where I'm like, I don't have a plan for this. Well, I guess we're just going to do this thing. And I grab the thing next to me and we just take it and go, you know, like just And that happens sometimes too. But if you're creating, if you're wanting to create a system To succeed, quote unquote, or you're creating a system to grow or just a a stability for the people in your organization or your ministry, the skills of a governor are super helpful, right? Mm -hmm. And Nehemiah being able to transition from basically an engineer building a wall to now I've got to govern a group of people, that's a transition, that's a shift of skill set. And he's learning a little bit on the fly which mm-hmm. I appreciate about Nehemiah. He's got to pivot in his own little life uh, to figure out how do we now do this? Now, this is where, for me, I think this is where you need people around you who have skills and knowledge and wisdom. And you can you can go to them and say, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Here's the scenario. Help Help me navigate this system. Help me walk through this process. You know, because that's the other thing. God doesn't expect any one of us to have all the answers. Like, that's not how that works. And he built the church. If we skip ahead to New Testament, he built the church with all these different skill sets that were one body, but many members. Right. Talks about that in Corinthians Mm -hmm. and how we all have the skills that we bring to the table so that as a. Group of people as a collective, as a community, we have the skills as a community to make this work.
1: Yeah, yeah, we need people. People are pe- people. Don't humans don't do well in isolation? <laughs> There's a lot of studies on it. No, and we also
0: don't do well living crisis to crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of that's one one of the reasons why it's so very helpful to for people to have a routine. Some people are not routine people. I'm not, as much as I say, I'm not a routine person. I'm still a routine person when it comes to big stuff. Routine. Does that make sense? I'm not one that, okay, I get up exactly at six Oh five. And then I go for the walk. And then I come back and I eat my breakfast and then I take the shower. I'm not that kind of routine, but I'm definitely uh get up between this broad span, span of time, go to work from this broad span of time, go socialize from this broad span of time. Like, I'm not a minute by minute routine person, but I am a big category routine person. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And when those big routines get messed up, I'm discombobulated just as much as the person who, you know, slept into 606 instead of 605, right? Um, but routines are helpful so that when there is crisis or when there is a shift in, in life, those can ground you as that foundational thing? Does that make sense? And oh, yeah. same thing with an organization. If you've got those systems in place to help ground you in your your ethical drive, like what's driving your ethics? What's driving your moral compass? What's driving your mission? uh, When you think about your mission, how are you doing your mission? um, And how does it line up with your with your moral compass? How does it line up with the organizational uh, systems? You know, we can adjust a lot of things day to day, but we have to kind of always go back to evaluate and make sure that they they fit with what our foundational principles are. Good stuff. Well, I, one of the things we talked about before I, we started was I think of building the wall for Nehemiah was kind of like the two minute warning
1: mm.
0: of a football game, mm-hmm. right? Where in a two minute warning of a football game, you throw out like 90% of the playbook because you don't have time to run 90% of the playbook. You, you settle it down. to you're like five or six really good, effective, um, efficient plays that everybody knows very well. And they could just execute without thinking about it. And because you're limited in your time. You're very focused. You've got one mission. You've got a very limited time to get it done in. And you're not worried as much about the the overall game plan of the full game. You're worried about those two minutes. Right. But when Nehemiah finishes that, he's gotta he's gotta back up a little bit. It's kind of like starting the game back over. And what's the game plan for this city at this juncture? Okay, now we're we're safe. We've got a wall. Now what? How do we get the infrastructure? How do we get the laws set up? How do we get a council of elders working and and working at worrying about how this city and its surrounding area going to function as an organized thing moving forward? It's no longer about a task. like Amanda said, it's kind of this, uh, oh, what was the word he used? Um, abstract. More of an abstract thing than a concrete thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, wow, good stuff. Yeah, and it can be done. You can learn. You can learn those skills. Um, even if you tend to be good in crisis, or maybe you're good at, uh, maybe maybe you don't feel like you're good at anything. I would disagree with you, and I think you just need to have a little heart to heart with Jesus, um, or find some friends to pour into you, uh, because. We need leaders of all sorts. Leaders look different, right? I, w- I was talking to my congregation this month, the month of January. I'm talking about ordinary Christians. The idea that as an ordinary Christian, you still have a role to play in the church. Yes. And we can't. We cannot all be off- officers, pastors, leaders in the church. Nor are we all meant to be, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Then it goes right back to that Corinthians where it talks about if you know one says, "Well, I'm not the I, so I don't matter for anything." Uh, no, uh, we all have our skills. We all have um, that thing that we bring to the table to make the mission of ministry, the mission of the church, the mission of Jesus happen. And, and not all of us can be the governor. Uh, we don't need 100 governors, uh, especially for the city the size of Jerusalem. In that time, they need one and gov- one governor. Hmm. Um, well, they but needed they need also- people
1: to respond, right? Well, they need the people to respond to leadership. To I mean, he didn't build the wall alone you know well, people to answer that call they need people to grab hold of the vision that was laid out you yeah. know to trust in the leader right yep. as if they all just looked at nehemiah sideways and was like who are you Cupbearer to the king like are you a spy who are you and they could have just you know yeah we need people to trust to yeah and i think reform is a lot better to do if you know the system. Yeah, Right, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, there's some people that enter into leaves and they just want to burn everything and do their own thing. Right. Like, start um, over from scratch. Yeah, and... Burn it down! Start over! Right, right. And, like, that's hard to do. And not always successful. But if you can find out what's doing good and find out what isn't doing good and just, you know, make the thing that's doing good better... Make the thing that isn't doing good reform it into something that is good. You know, right. because it's not about us. Exactly, it <laughs> never is. Um, yeah, and 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 I think the big the big takeaway I have from from today's talk and from the chapter five of the ne- becoming Nehemiah book, you have to know the why of what you're doing. Yeah, you have to. Why am I doing this? Right. Why is this here? And I think. Well, I think that's just critical thinking skills in general. Um, right. But th- why why like this is the way we do it why? Yeah. Right, what was the original if if there's something that that is in your church or your work or your even your family dynamic and they're like, "Well, it's just the way it's been done." But why? Right. What what purpose did it serve initially? Cuz everything, right, people don't just start stuff for no reason. Correct. And if it's a noble thing to say, okay, is it still meeting that purpose? Yeah. <laughs> and if it isn't, what do we do about it?
0: Correct. Absolutely. I think going back to the the garden analogy makes sense.
1: Yeah. You need to be weeding all the time or your garden is going to become nuts. Well, and even if it got overgrown,
0: um, very rarely do you just want to burn it down and start over. Yeah. It's a very rare maybe decision. when I garden, but maybe, maybe. but <laughs> you know, as a leader when you come into a place or you decide to do a strategic plan or you whatever the 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 scorched earth theory is is just not usually the helpful one.
1: Yeah. Um
0: but yeah, what is working what it and that requires getting digging in the dirt a little bit that requires digging in to to see because sometimes you know okay I think of it as very specifically I'm looking at my backyard right now looking at the garden <laughs> that is in my backyard uh, that has some own overgrown patches and obviously it's winter time friends so it's a very different perspective in an actual garden but there's definitely places where I just need to pull it all up and it needs to go because it's, it's mm-hmm. overgrown. and It's not producing anything. There's nothing, hasn't been anything there for years. But then there's a, another section of the garden that has been producing and is producing, and I just need to tweak it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's, leadership works like that. When we think of governorship or, or administrational things or take, you know, coming in, especially when you come into a new place, or you're coming into a new season or yeah. you're just taking a good long. Cause sometimes you can be in the same position for a long time and you just decide, okay, we need to reevaluate. We need to, we need to circle back up and figure out is what we're doing, meeting the mission that we intended it to meet yeah. or is it not? So yeah, good stuff. I like it. Any, any other thoughts for tonight for you today? Whatever. Um-
1: no, just just keep the main thing the main thing. That's the bumper sticker version. There you go. And don't get caught up on stuff that doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> There's a that's- lot in the world, especially in an election year, that's going to uh try to seem like it matters, it doesn't matter. Right. So keep your focus strong.
0: <laughs> yep. Jesus at the center. That's right. All right, friends. Well, remember, friends, God blesses us. Why?
1: so we can be a blessing to others he does that's so good all right we'll catch you guys next time